been a long day. Grab a beer and sit back. It's time for Brew Talk. Here's Scott Chad and the Brew Doctor himself, Dr. Michael Mosier. Happy Brews Day, everybody. We are coming to you live from the Allo Communication Studios in a warm but breezy downtown Greeley, Colorado. Um, I am not Scott. I'm Chad. Um, Doc's sitting over here with yeah, us, yeah. and we have a special guest tonight. Uh, Wendy Young is joining us. Hello. Um, and we'll get and talk with her a little bit here in a minute. Um, right now, let's talk a little bit about Doc brought in a table beer from yeah. 105. What are we drinking here, Doc? So this is our M2K2. It's named after myself and my wife, the owner's M2K2. And uh, it is an English pale ale. Um, you might think of it more like an English bitter, um, kind of malty and um, bubbly. And I think it's just good all around. So I agree. It's a pretty tasty beer. This is my so. go-to when I come to Rule 105. Mm, yeah, and it's one of my favorites, too. So, uh, yeah, I just thought it might go really well with uh, what you brought in for our review beer. Yes. And uh, potentially even go in well with our discussion topic later on today. Perhaps, yeah. So, um, Wendy Young joins us. She's from Triverity Laboratories. Wendy, what is Triverity Laboratories? We are an analytical testing lab, and we test CBD products and extracts, hemp extracts. All right. So we're going to dive into and get a little sciencey today. We're going to talk about CBD and, and possibly THC-infused beers. Um, but first, the most important question. We put it up on our Facebook uh, page. When you're sitting at a brewery or in your car or anywhere, for that matter, and a song comes on, what's the one song that you can't help but sing along to? And for me, it was an e easy thing. I just all of a sudden just thought of Summer Breeze by Seals and Crofts. Summer Breeze for Doc. Yeah. It just, it's a good song to just sing along to, I thought. But I don't know. <laughs> Do you want to sing a few bars? No, no I don't. <laughs> but I could if I was sufficiently inebriated. But I'm not, so. We haven't no. had that much beer yet, right? <laughs> Wendy? Uh, for me, it's Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. Yeah, can't help it. See, I thought you were going to go with the one that I'm going to steal now then. Mm. And that's uh, It's the End of the World by R.E.M. Also can't help. Yeah, yeah can't that's one that comes on, on the radio and you just kind of have to blare out at the top of your lungs. Yeah, if you remember the words, though. Because sometimes that R.E.M. songs were hard to know what he was even Michael singing. Michael Stipe was a bit mumbly. Yes, he was. Yeah. <laughs> but see, that's why I think End of the World is a good one, because you kind of just in the middle of it, if you don't know the words, right? And you just sing the chorus. I think that's kind of true about a lot of the songs that people just kind of like to sing out loud is, you know, you may not know all the words, so you just kind of mumble them, and when it gets to the chorus, then that's when everybody gets really loud. Well, and I was thinking nobody said anything so far about an Elton John song, you know, like... You know, the Benny and the Jets. Benny and the Jets are hold me close, young Tony Danza. Tony Danza. <laughs> <laughs> Those are yeah. all good songs. Daniel's too. my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Billy Joel's uh Piano Man's another oh, one. That's that a good one. A lot of people like. Mm -hmm. Um Tanner Schwint, who hosts a morning show here on thirteen ten KFK, um, responded with anything from Journey and I just said gross. 
bit. He was trolling me a bit. <laughs> Journey is my least favorite band ever. It's the worst band ever, ever known, in my opinion. But but they do have some songs that you know the words. To. They do. They and you do. Can't help but sing. But along. you can't help sing along, right? Um, but they're played at every sporting event and every karaoke bar you ever walk into. And thus my hatred for the band. We had I worked at a bar restaurant that did karaoke on occasion and about every five or ten minutes or so somebody would come in and sing or what is it? Wheel I, in the sky. I quit believing or Can't don't stop can't, don't stop believing. <laughs> I quit believing a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 kind of a new Taylor Swift fan. And ah. so, yeah, yeah, those are pretty catchy as well. Yeah, the uh, shake it off, shake it off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even the Rock likes to sing "Shake It Off." You can't help it, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, can't help it. I can help it. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't listen to Taylor Swift. <laughs> How yeah. about "Come and Get Your Love" by Redbone? Oh, I like that song. Yeah, it's an underrated band. Um, really good band from One the, Hit Wonder. Yeah, unfortunately, a one-hit wonder, but uh, my goodness, what a good song. And a good band, too. Well, I think one-hit wonders are perfect for these kind of songs, aren't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, Come On Eileen, Dexie's Midnight Runners. Oh, that's a mm-hmm. good one. Yeah. Um, I haven't even thought of that one. Hey, Mickey, Tony Basel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, I, I'm automatically going to 80s one-hit wonders, but oh, that's uh, just that's just where my brain Whatever goes. it is, Jenny, 8, 6, 7, oh, 5, yeah. 6, 7, 5, 3, 3 oh, 9. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah. My Sharona. <laughs> we could go on and on. We could go on forever in every genre, too, because uh, I got friends in low places comes to mind. Oh, there's one go. that everybody wants everybody to sing along with. That, yeah, karaoke standard. <laughs> Fun stuff, fun stuff. Um, so if you have songs that you can think about, uh, you reply on our Facebook page um, and let us know what those songs that you want to sing along with are. Um, so let's get sciencey. Um, CBD and THC beers seem to be kind of a trend that's been happening here, you know, ever since the CBD boom, I guess. Um, you know, in, in 2018, um, they passed the farm bill, which made hemp a little easier to grow and produce. And, uh, thus the CBD market kind of exploded at that point. So Wendy, what is CBD? Uh, CBD is cannabidiol. It is a molecule. I always like to say CBD is a molecule because people don't think of it that way, but it is a molecule that is found in cannabis. So cannabis can be split into two different categories. One is hemp, and hemp is low THC cannabis. And then there's marijuana, which is above 0.3% THC. So you'll find CBD in both of those. And there's a lot of different strains, a lot of different concentrations of those different cannabinoids. So THC is the one that gets you high. THC is the one that gets you high. CBD gets you high or no? CBD does not get you high. It does have a lot of effects, though. And um, a lot of people use it for pain. Um, anxiety and inflammation. Um, I'm a big proponent of using it for hangovers to prevent them. 
I find that if I take that after a night of overindulging in beers at Doc's Brewery <laughs> <laughs> or the tavern, uh, it helps It helps um, prevent the hangover the next day. When I did, when I was doing a little research, looking up some things for, about CBD beers, there was uh, one brewery that, that cited a study that was either ongoing or um, had been done about CBD and the effects um, some of the enzymes in your liver where it, it, it helps process the alcohol a little faster and easier. So it, I, I guess that's where reducing the hangover yeah, might come it, in. It could be that. I haven't seen that study, but it, it could be that. It could also just be that, you know, it, it has been shown to, to reduce inflammation. A lot of hangover is inflammation. Right. Yeah. The headaches. The headaches. Mm-hmm. and Yeah. And then also it helps with pain. So, you know, is it helping with inflammation or is it just kind of helping with the kind pain? Of, yeah. <laughs> making <laughs> you forget a little bit that you're, right. you're feeling that. Yeah. Um, so why why put CBD in beer then? I think that people are putting CBD in everything. We've seen it um, put in things like dietary supplements, so gummies and tinctures, tablets, all of that. We see it in beverages from water and seltzers that are non-alcoholic. Uh, juices. I, I, we, we've we have a lab in the UK. We've tested a CBD milk there, which mm. is is strange. We've also seen CBD in um, clothing. <laughs> so so putting in, it in in clothing, in, in clothing in yeah, clothing. CBD infused clothing. Yeah, yeah. Well, wouldn't that wash away it, when you wash the clothes? Yeah, you you would think so. Yeah, or even just sweat them. <laughs> yeah. So, but we do we see it a lot in um, the, the beverages. Is really the the emerging market for CBD products. There's, it's in a lot of topicals as well. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so what about um, legalities from the TTB, who at one point in the not-too-distant past said that any hemp or um, cannabis products could not be placed in beer? Have, I, don't know, I don't know if they've um, changed their... Um, viewpoint of that. Yeah, CBD regulation is really complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of the regulation is happening state by state. Mm. So if you look at the the regulations, like in Colorado or or other states, it really depends on on where you're at. There are states where it's very clear that CBD and alcohol can't be put together. Uh, CBD and THC can't be put together in the states where. Um, where marijuana is legal. If you look at, like, Canada, it's not allowed there. But there's other places like the U.K. where there's CBD beer. Um, we've we've seen a CBD gin. Uh, we mm. tested a wine just recently. So, mm. yeah, there's a lot of different. And it, and it really, there's a, there's a lot of ambiguity in the regulations as well. I would imagine so. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think, I just don't know that people have sat down, even at the federal level, and said, we need to hammer this out and make it a uniform law here. Yeah. And um, you know, technically, CBD is illegal federally. So it's it's in, um, there's a drug preclusion clause in the Deshay Act, which is for dietary supplements. Uh, and if there is, if the molecule is in a an approved drug, it can't be in the food supply. Oh. It can't be in a dietary supplement. So federally, it's illegal to put CBD in food and dietary supplements. Because but, it's in an approved drug someplace. Yeah, but the FDA is not regulating. They're not doing oh. anything other than they'll send out a warning letter if there are folks that are are doing uh, drug claims, like it helps you know, with your Alzheimer's or cancer sure. or pain or sleep or things like that. Um, but So they're really not cracking down. And then the states are regulating independently. 
It's very complicated. It sounds like it'd be very mm-hmm. complicated to do. <laughs> so I imagine if you're a brewery kind of putting, looking at doing CBD and THC, there's a lot of hurdles and, and things you'd have to jump through. Yeah, and it's not so easy to manufacture something and sell it in, in all 50 states. There's different right. labeling laws, different testing laws, all of that, uh, different legality that you have to be aware of. So it does get very complicated. Uh, it's good to, to find somebody to talk to about it if that's something you're interested in. Um, um, but then beyond that, just that CBD is a, it's a hydrophobic molecule. Right. So that means it's very difficult to incorporate into a beverage because it is like mixing oil and water together. So it would um, if if I mixed it in my serving vessel, by the end of the serving vessel, it's all settled to the top. It's either floating on the top or stuck to the to the or tank. Stuck to the tank. And yeah. So. Yeah. And then there's even challenges with the packaging. So the biggest challenge really with CBD or THC or any other cannabinoid in a beverage is you have to buy one that they call it water soluble, and it's not really mm-hmm. water soluble; it's water dispersible. But you buy a CBD or another cannabinoid that has been emulsified. So it's essentially mixed with surfactants and you're able then to put it into a beverage, a water-based beverage, and it'll suspend. But the challenge in that with the packaging, if you put it in a glass, it's fine. But if you put it in uh, an aluminum can, it actually adheres to the can liner, depending on the different can that you have. Mm -hmm. So we're actually doing a study with a can manufacturer in Europe called Arda. And uh, we're looking at different epoxy liners and BPA-free liners with alcohol-based and um, and different beverage types to see how much of the of the CBD comes out of the drink and adheres to the liner. Does the ethanol or the amount of alcohol that's in the drink affect how much is suspended, or does it uh, you know encourage more of the um, the the micelles or the packaging? Of the CBD, we have seen that it does have an effect, and honestly, mm. I, I can't remember right now mm. if it if it pushes it out or not. The studies that we're doing right now are early phase, and they're mm-hmm. at accelerated temperatures, which does oh, sure. also drive it out. So if you've got a if you've got a beer or a beverage with CBD in it, and it's at a warm temperature, it's gonna it's gonna push it out of the beverage onto the liner of the can. Hmm. Yeah. And then you have to like tear the can apart and lick the inside of That's the can exactly to right. get it yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of times within the CBD industry, there's been a lot of studies where products will be pulled from the market and tested, and they'll find no CBD in there. And a lot of that is when with beverages, it was actually put in there a lot of times, but it's just actually in it's, it's still in the can. the can. Yeah, yeah. Just the consumer's never going to get it. Just makes you think that maybe what you should do is develop some sort of like a widget. Like they do with uh, with the CO two or the, the nitrogen, nitrogen. Yeah. and and then when you crack the can open, that widget then disperses it yeah. right away into the beverage. Yeah, there was one in the UK was wor- that was working on something like that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great conversation here with Wendy Young from Triverity Labs about CDBD and, and beer. Let's take a quick break here. Uh, when we come back, we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it. See you soon. Coming up 
That's the part where I get really confused in that song. Uh, welcome back to Brew Talk here live from the Allo Communication Studios at 1310 and 1031 KFKA. We just um, had a great conversation <laughs> over the break, didn't we? We did. And I'd like to continue that conversation. So. Um, you were talking a little bit about, we talked before the break a little bit about how the cans um, absorb or take away some of the CBD, but you mentioned something about Coke and, yeah. and, and how some of that came about. Yeah, so flavors are actually really nonpolar, just like CBD, and so they'll adhere to the, the liner of cans. So um, what I understand is, I hate to say stuff as, like, as absolute fact, Especially on like radio where people can replay it, but um, the the flavor when they when they introduced new Coke back in was that like the eighties? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah the it wasn't actually a flavor change; it was actually a can change, and the can interacted with the flavors of the Coke, and that impacted. Um, an impact of the flavor. So they, they brought it out as new Coke. Um, and then when they fixed that, which that's everybody when we hated. Got, yeah. When they, when they fixed that, we got classic Coke back. So there's a lot of regulation changes that happen. Um, you know, we find something that like BPA that, that comes out of the can liner. And so when the regulations change, um, then, then we see things like that happen. And that's what's going to happen soon in the UK is they're going to ban the epoxy liners, which are they're not BPA-free. Right. And the epoxy liners are the ones that don't absorb very much CBD. So we're going to see a lot of impact to the industry. And what happens. And, and, and all of the industry, all of the beverage industry. Yeah. 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 And if you've ever, um, you know, it, it doesn't really make sense that there's a liner in the can until you realize that beer and other products like it are fairly acidic. Yeah. And if left to their own, like soda pop will do this too, will just chew the aluminum apart. Right. right. So they have to coat the inside of the can with plastic just to keep the, the beverage inside the can. Well, in, in, in the food world, it's better to store tomatoes in plastic mm-hmm. or some kind of container rather than a stainless steel or aluminum. Um, pan because it reacts with the metal like that and right. and degrades it and affects the flavor. Of the and tomatoes. that flavor change thing I've heard also happened with Campbell's soup when oh really were, when they were changing the liner of the can for their tomato soup it affected the flavor and so they had to go back and adjust the flavor if they continued to use that same can lining um, just to keep the the customers happy because you could tell it was different. Yeah, there's a lot of work that needs to go into um, a product development, not just in the product itself, but then interaction with the packaging to make sure you're not extracting, you're not losing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So over the break, too, we, you, you guys were talking a little bit back and forth about comparing CBD and hops. So as a non-scientist and, and non-brewer, I always was kind of under, under the assumption hops and CBD or hemp and and marijuana were all kind of in the same family. Um, is that is, is that necessarily the the, the case or? I, I think the best way to say is they're cousins. They're yeah. cousins. Is that right, Mike? Yeah, yeah, they're cousins. They're they're related to each other, but distantly. Okay. Um, the what I would like to say that they're related to each other is that we use the oils from those plants to do what we want to do. So whether it's CBD or THC, it's the oil of the mm-hmm. plant, or if it's hops, we use the hop oil 
to embitter the beer. So, And I think is it, I don't know that much about hops, but there's a lot of terpenes in cannabis. There's mm-hmm. a lot of terpenes in hemp, and that's true for hops too. Very right? much so. Yeah. It's mostly yeah. terpenes and sesquiterpenes and yeah. other terpenes. I think so. the thing that's most interesting to me about about cannabis and hemp is the 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 number of molecules are in there. It's, you know, it's just like, there's, there's just such a wide breadth of them and, and we really don't understand them yet mm-hmm. and what they, what they can do. So yeah. if, if I were to add, if I it was a brewer and I wanted to add CBD to a beer, would I just, you mentioned water, water soluble, water soluble um, which isn't just the plant, yeah. but could I take the hemp plant and treat it like hops and put it in the beer? Would that get any CBD into the beer or would that, or not necessarily? No, I don't think that you would get that much CBD just because it's, it really isn't water-soluble in, a, in the the process where, in, in Doc, maybe boiling, you would talk about yeah. it, you're boiling it in water. So, you know, you get kind of, you'd get some of it out. Um, I don't think that it would be that measurable, though. I think you would get some of the terpenes and things like that. You would get some mm-hmm. some good flavor from. So maybe it. yeah, you get the flavor and not necessarily the the CBD itself. Yeah, and... you'd get some CBD, and, there, and there's always a little bit of THC and hemp as well. But really, you want to go to a an extractor, and there's a ton of extractors, really good extractors in Colorado. We're really known for it worldwide. Uh, and and talk to one of them about um, a water soluble. So they'll take the hemp. And they'll extract the the CBD out of it, and then they'll formulate it with surfactants to create the water soluble, a really really good stable product that then you can add to your product. And I and I, w- I would guess that you would add that then you know really after the brewing process, right? Is I would done, defi- right before you can it. Yeah, I would do it right after fermentation for sure because the carbon dioxide during fermentation tends to scrub most of the flavor compounds out, yeah. or definitely all the aroma compounds come out during fermentation. So just before you package, it would be the best time to dose it. Yeah. And then you could measure exactly how much you're adding to each can as it goes um, through or to the serving vessel. Yeah, and I think it's it's good to know, too, that there's a lot of requirements for testing and labeling, especially in Colorado and, and, and quite a few other states as well. So if you're looking to add that, you want to make sure that you understand the regulations in the state. Uh, there's uh, certification requirements from CDPHE and so. Kind of just matters wherever you're brewing from. And yeah, yep. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So so it sounds like it's really tough to put CBD into beer and unless you're putting it in bottles and or something similar um it it's going into the cans or being diluted with for lack of a better term by the cans. If you put CBD in beer is it really that effective? Uh you know effective is is a tough term to use when you're talking about um when we're talking about FDA, right? Sure. So like you know when so, so you know, people would use it for things like, you know, inflammation, relaxation, all of that. Right. Um, I think so, yeah. I think that it, it wouldn't be one of the most popular categories of CBD products in the world if it if there wasn't an effect that people were having. Okay. A lot of people use it for recovery after after CrossFit workouts. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Chad. <laughs> but yeah, no, that I, I think that there I think that the people do f- do see that and there is a, a you know there is an argument that the water soluble those surfactants actually aid in absorption 
of cannabinoids into your body, so Ooh. actually can improve the bioavailability. Yeah, I would, I would imagine that the specific surfactants that they're using could also be beneficial or detrimental to mm-hmm. getting it into your body, too. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, so you might be out there wondering, hey, I want to try a CBD beer. Where can I find some? Well, I found a list on a website called Hop Culture. Um, and I've got the top five um, CBD beers, which, um, surprisingly to me, the majority of the CBD beers out there that I saw in my research um, were non-alcoholic. So you get the flavor of the beer, but not the alcohol. So um, Lagunitas does a hi-fi mm-hmm. um, CBD beer. Well, it's actually that one's actually a seltzer, but that's the number one seller um, in the U.S., um, there's a, a brewery in Arvada here, um, opened by the brewer that uh, came up with Blue Moon. It's called Syria, uh, C-E-R-I-A, um, and they do they have a whole line of CBD non-alcoholic beers, and they also have THC non-alcoholic beers. Um, but their uh, the number two beer on this list was Indie Wave IPA, um, which was a CV, CBD um, infused beer from. Syria. Um, there's also a CBD Pilsner from Untitled Art out of Wisconsin. Um, not a brewery I've heard of. I haven't heard of that one either. Um, and then there's a CBD Pale out of Salem, Oregon, um, by a brewery called Gilgamesh. Another brewery that I've not Never heard of. I've actually yeah. heard of that one. You have heard of yeah, that? Yeah, I have yeah. heard All of right. that one. Yeah. Bonus. And then um, number five was a uh, smoky hazy hemp, um, which was a amber American amber ale from Humboldt Brewing, um, which is a brewery I've heard of out of California. So, if you're out there looking for CBD uh, beers, those are uh, some breweries we can try. Um, let's take a quick break here. When we come back, we are going to sit down and we're going to review Ellie's Brown Ale from Avery Brewing. So if you happen to have it around, crack one open and join us in in the tasting. Welcome back to Brew Talk here live from the Allo Communication Studios in lovely downtown Greeley, Colorado on 1310 and 1031 KFKA. We are about to uh, taste and review Ellie's Brown um, from Avery Brewing, um, brewed with Rocky Mountain water, malted barley, hops, and yeast. Loyal, friendly, mellow are the descriptors um, on Avery's website. Um, an American brown ale coming in at 5.5 ABV. Um, so uh, let's mm. let's give it a taste so and see what we think. I'll tell you the first thing I noticed is it's a very dark brown. It is. Um, more like a porter color. Um, I also noticed that the head is uh, a fairly rich and thick foaminess that uh, can be pr- pretty tasty. Um, I have, I'm, was pausing to let you guys have a taste. <laughs> Thanks. So. I appreciate it. Mm. I think I think it's delicious. Yeah, 
does. I like the malty beers, though. It is malty, but it's a subdued maltiness. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that? Yeah. It's uh, very drinkable. Mm-hmm. Um, the description on the website is uh, deep, uh, beautiful, deep russet brew dominated by a chocolate and brown sugar maltiness with hints of vanilla and nuts. Producing a very smooth, well-balanced, and quaffable brown ale. Ooh, it's quaffable. Quaffable. <laughs> That's got to be the word of the day. Quaffable. Quaffable. <laughs> Suggested taproom pairings are curds and potatoes, which I'm assuming are like poutine. Mm. Um, that would be nice. I don't know that I'd put this with poutine, to be honest with you. Um I think it would rob some of the flavor from the poutine, but that's just me. I don't know, chef. Well, Dr. they're saying Aaron. they're saying um, the roasty dry notes of Ellie's cut the richness of the cheese and the pork gravy. So I'm I'm guessing there this is a, a dish that they have oh, it's specifically their in their pair, ones, yeah. in their in their tap room. Um, I don't know. I could almost see it with a poutine with with the gravy we have at the at the tavern. The richness of the gravy. Um, I, yeah, I just was thinking this one to me is a, a subtly flavored but heavily. Um, there's a lot of maltiness to it, and I'm trying to taste the nutty, vanilla y. Right. And if I'm eating a really rich, rich pork po- gravy thing, yep. I've lo- it's lost on Lost me. on that. Yeah. So it, it might enhance the food flavor, but not necessarily, necessarily, not necessarily the beer, beer flavor. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to say it, that yeah. it's it, the beer might be hidden by the food there. Yeah, overpowered. It might make the food better. Yeah. But, uh, no, initially when I first t- took my first sip, I noticed that the malty was there, but it's a smooth... And just like they said, carm, caramely, chocolatey, yeah. malty, and that I do recognize. Yeah, quite you get that, that sweetness. And no, there's no bite to it at all. It's just smooth. Yeah, and I think they mentioned hops. vanilla, but it's it's very mm-hmm. subtle vanilla. It's not overpowering. Or it, any, it, it's right. not like they add vanilla to it. Right. Well, and in my experience, I've added vanilla to beers before, and if you add it in a very small concentration, it just makes the beer smoother yeah and then towards the as you start to increase the amount then all of a sudden you can start to taste the vanilla but initially it just adds a creaminess and uh, i could see where that is in this one yeah so but you said they didn't add any vanilla no it it didn't look like it um you can taste a little bit like like afterwards yeah very uh, very subtle at the Mm -hmm. end yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um for me pairing food pairing wise I think this would go really well with like our bacon wrapped dates mm. at the tavern. Um, what doesn't go well with the bacon wrap? <laughs> I know that's your opinion. My business partner Alex, she's from Northern Ireland, and she comes here. The first thing she wants is some of Chad's bacon wrapped dates. But I, but I think the sweetness of the date and then the a little bit of the smokiness of the bacon would kind of um, go really well with this. Mm-hmm. And I think this would go really really well with a scoop of ice cream. Oh, that'd be um, true. Yeah, just yeah. because there's, there's very little hop character to this mm-hmm. beer. It's very, uh, it's not cloying. It's not overly sweet, right. but uh, it's very quaffable. Quaffable. <laughs> have to use that word. I like now. that word. Yeah. I don't even know what that means, quaffable. I think it means high drinkability. Okay. Yeah. All right. easy, drinkable. Easy drinking. Easy, yeah, easy drinkable. So Ellie's Brown is... Named after one of the brewer's dogs, of course. So on the label, um, there's a beautiful uh, drawing yeah. of a chocolate lab. Yeah. Um, 
with the the tongue hanging out and um, lots of fun there. I like the three words on the side, mellow. This is definitely a mellow beer. Right. And I could easily, I mean, I seriously could easily see this one as being an after-dinner beer rather than a um, a beer I'm drinking while I'm doing something outside. Right. Um, to me, this is more like an after-ski beer. Um, yeah, very it, much it's so. It's not over-the-top alcohol. Yeah, it's, five and a half percent, easy. Mm-hmm. That's where that quaffability no, ooh. <laughs> now we use it. We're going to one up it. Yes. It's quaffability. Not just quaffable. There's quaffability. <laughs> the day. Quaffable. Quaffability. It's just fun to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you very yeah. much. Um, easy end of the day kind of drinking beer. And I, I couldn't see drinking this on the beach while I'm playing volleyball. Yes. No, not necessarily. No. Um, a little bit heavier for right warmer temperature right it's more of activity. a sweeter beer that i would recommend that i would think would go really good with like the i mean it could go really well with like a pork chop i think oh yeah uh, or a mole like comfort something. food mole that would be good. something yeah. with a, a chicken breast with nice mole sauce on it or something see and i almost think that um with a mole, you'd kind of lose the beer again. Oh, yeah, you might. Because um, a lot of moles are, are very complex in the, in the flavors. There's so many different spices. And granted, there are hundreds of thousands of sure. variations of mole. Sure. Um, but some of the moles I have, I think, would get – the beer would just be lost. And, and it'd be uh, – once again, you'd just be kind of maybe enhancing the food and not necessarily – um, we're going to crack open another can here. Sorry, I'm passing it around, <laughs> getting distracted. It's hard to talk. We and ran out of beer. Pat, pat, it's like patting your head and yeah, rubbing your stomach. Never run out of beer. No, uh, we never, yeah. No. We've got plenty of beer. So, but I, I do like the lacing on the glass. I do like, uh, um, there's almost everything about this beer that I find attractive. Um, it's, it is a very highly drinkable beer. I'm just trying to think of when I would drink it. Um, I like the idea of the ski slope. Yeah, at the end of the day, you're just done skiing. You go in around the fire pit. Around the fire pit, you're gonna, you know, have a you know bratwurst or something later on. But right now, it's time to just relax and drink a beer and drink a beer. Yeah, I very much see that. So maybe not so much with food, maybe really by itself. Yeah, and I think this is a great beer. Just chocolate chip cookies. This would go great with a oh yeah, there you go cookie. Nice vanilla ice cream. Yep. S'mores. Ooh, an ice would cream it go well s'mores. with s'mores? Ooh, an ice cream sandwich. I think mm. it would go well with s'mores and an ice cream sandwich, yeah. Maybe it's like a dessert. <laughs> <beer>. <laughs> a dessert you can tell where my brain is right <laughs> now. <laughs> we're all getting a little hungry. It's, it's getting getting to be about that time in the evening <laughs> where it's uh, we're getting hungry, and now we're all thinking about dessert and some s'mores and chocolate chip cookies and but I mean, we've had beer. We've had those chocolate beers before. Where you're like, this one would go really good with like the main course, or this one would go True. really good with breakfast. Although we don't want to admit that to anybody. <laughs> um, and but this one, I think, to me, goes would go really good on the with the the dates, the bacon yeah. wrap dates. You know, mm-hmm. sort of like a, you know, I would think of the. I always thought of the bacon wrap dates as sort of like the end of the meal, not the appetizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's just so those, that's dessert for you. The yes. Bacon updates, yeah. But, you know, I'm I'm not a huge sugar fan, so I'd prefer a less sweet something that's naturally sweet dessert. rather than correct. Yeah. Like a shortbread cookie. Yeah. That to oh, me. Oh, yeah. Is I dessert. think that'd be great. Yeah. Shortbread. 
All right. Well, let's take a break here. Um, when we come back, we'll give our final thoughts and our ratings. Um, we'll get that all figured out during the break. Um, so stick around. Welcome back to Brew Talk or Wendy's Dance Party. Um, <laughs> as we walk and break in, come in with the whatever that's a great that, intro. Yeah, it was, right? It was it's a remix of Separate Ways and it was on the Stranger Things season four trailer. Gotcha. It left us hanging there for a minute. <laughs> if you watched it. It's like the, anti- the anticipation builds and then the dance party continues. It's great. Better than the, the original song, which is just awful. Yeah. <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> debatable. So are we ready to reveal? Let's let's reveal. So we're reviewing Ellie's Brown. Um, any final thoughts before we reveal? Um, I like hops a little bit. I like malt a little bit. And so for me, this doesn't have a lot of hops. I'm missing the bite at the end, is yeah. what I'm saying, or the... The balance at the end, and so that's where I went. All right, Wendy, anything? Yeah, I, I really liked it. <laughs> you liked it a lot. A lot. All right, let's just do it. One, two, three. Hey, hey, we have a Brute Talk quaffable beer. Um, we've got two growlers and a keg. Um, Wendy went with the keg. Doc and I went with the growlers. Any yeah. particular reason you went with the get? You just oh, like it that much? I, I did. I, I I found it very drinkable or quaffable. <laughs> yeah. And and for me, you know, I I I'm usually like a, a one beer a, at a time kind of person. So you know, picking a keg that would take me a long time. It takes to get you a long through. time to get through. And... Long time to get through. But but this is something that I I could drink every day and yeah <laughs> and really enjoy. So I'm I'm not a hops person. I'm not a I'm not a you know Bud Light type. Lager, yeah. So I do. I do like the malt. It's very good. I I agree. I I really enjoy this. Um, I am a hops person, like Doc mentioned. Um, but this is one that I could definitely just take a growler home and and sit and have a few. Um, even just kind of before dinner, um, like we talked right, about. Right. This this one to me is a good beer. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I just miss the the balance. Is is set more towards the sweet than towards the perfect balance here, sure here. yeah and uh which i think isn't a good thing it is it's a good thing there, there's people there's yeah yeah there people are people that like that it, like it. Well, yeah. definitely yeah um but for me the balance was just off just a touch just a touch mm-hmm. which but kept not, it from a keg for you kept but it from still a keg for me but high ranks at, at a growler oh yeah yeah i don't give a growler very lightly yeah so I, th- I think just a beer we all thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. Definitely. It's great. I would buy this. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, closing thoughts. So we're getting through. Um, I know it's hard to believe we're we're coming to the end of the show here. Um, we've got a Brew Talk Brew beer. Um, so what's going on at the tavern this week? Anything fun? You know, we're we're kind of in that lull of January where people are doing dry January, which... 
Um, I'm going to start a petition for next year that we um, say no to dry year. January or <laughs> help dry January become moist. Yeah. Yes. And let's go. Doesn't have to be wet, but let's make it a little bit more wet than Spread, it is. Than it is. Dry January. Dry. Yeah. Yeah. Think. Think of the bars. Think of the breweries. Think of the bars. Think of, Save the yeah. bars and breweries. Pick a different month. Send dry January to Canada. month. Send dry January to Canada. There you Send go. Send dry January to Canada. Yeah. Um, so we got that a little bit. And then people are kind of, you know, they get those credit card bills from Christmas and they're going, oh, yeah, that oh, does geez, happen. maybe I overspent a little bit. But uh, yeah, not so bad. We're gearing up for our big beer dinner at the end of this month. We are... Mm-hmm. Uh, We've got our friends from Timnath Beer Works coming in. Nice. Um, that'll be the first time for them to come over and uh, yeah, we and like that beer. one. We've been there a couple times. Yeah, we've been yeah. there a couple times. Love their space. Yeah, yeah. their yeah. space is beautiful. It's an old uh, old mill, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, lots of wood and um, lots a of great nooks place. And crannies nooks and crannies. Yeah. Multi level yeah. brewery. Um, so we had a great time the last time we great were there. Food trucks out there. Yeah. Oh, so, they even had food trucks. Mm-hmm. I, I've never been there with a food yeah. truck there. Yeah. So. so they'll be out with uh, six of their beers, and uh, Matt's busy. Our chef Matt's busy working on a on a menu for that. Um, so that's kind of our big focus. And then, of course, Valentine's Day is coming up, and in, in, oh yeah, before we know it, the corner, just a month, just a month away. So we're kind of planning menus for that. Um, you've got a lot going on at the yeah one hundred five. Yeah, we're trying to you know, like I said, make dry January moist. Yeah. So um, we've got uh, Ben Pooh coming out on Friday for Love music, um, and then uh, every other Wednesday. So not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday we'll be doing trivia. Great trivia last oh, week. Oh, hopefully you do. So the next fun. week is food. Ooh. So um, maybe Ooh, even with yeah. videos and stuff like oh, that. So. We had a lot of fun last week with the videos, yeah. 80s and, music. And, yep. Yeah, it was great yep. fun. And we're, uh, we're uh, uh, gearing up for, uh, we're actually in the process of working with two different breweries right now to do some collaborations. Do some collaborations, yeah. One with Yetter Brewing Company here in town. Yeah, and we, we kind of talked about that a little yeah. bit when, when Danny was in here. And another one uh, with Vicious Cycle in Fraser. Oh, very nice. Uh, we're doing a, 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 a pear Belgian blonde. Wow. So that'll that sounds be. great. I know, doesn't it? Yeah. So I'm pretty stoked about that one. So these will both be releases for the mid to end of February, right around, you know, that time when you um, are thinking about Valentine's Day. So yeah. hopefully we're going to hit that with a flying number. So yeah. that's us in a nutshell. Great. And I'd ask Wendy what's going on at Triverity Laboratories, but I don't know if you have any big promotions or <laughs> a little different business than two the for brewery. One testing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two no. for one testing. No. <laughs> Nothing like that. Uh, but thanks for coming in. Great conversations about thanks for having me. CBD beer. and I learned a lot. I yeah, I did too. And uh, I think CBD is one of those up and coming trends that. You, you know, might see a little bit more in the brewing industry. Maybe you won't. I don't know. A lot of I don't know if a lot of smaller breweries want to get around all the regulations the regulation, and the yeah, hassles yeah, that yeah. would go into that. But uh, but we'll hit, we'll tackle them if it. We'll tackle. Well, like. That's if they for need sure. Help with that. They can call Triverity Laboratories because we also can do a lot of consulting on regulatory and compliance. Oh, wonderful. well, there you, there you go. go. <laughs> so, any brewers out there listening that want to dive into the CBD beer? Um, you know, genre. Yeah. 
Yeah. Give Triverde Laberties. Give me some advice, yeah. Well, with all of the benefits of it, you, you can't yeah. ignore those. No, yeah, it's pretty great. That's true. Pretty great molecule. Always fun to uh, nerd out a bit with Doc Mosier here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor I, Chad. I, I thought it was going to get Chad. be interesting. Well, no, I you know it's fascinating to to sit back and listen to you guys get all sciency, and <laughs> I can just sit back here and drink beer and <laughs> the chemists going the chemists going at it and and having fun with that. So, um, next week um, on Brew Talk, I thought it might be fun if we kind of talk about. Um, what we think the the trends for 2023? Oh, that's a great idea. Are coming up um, in the brewing industry for sure. Um, anything you you want to kind of preview or sneak peek us? Um, that you think, I Doc? do know a couple of trends that I've seen uh, towards the end of 2022 that I, I think are going to continue in 2023. Yeah, uh, particularly with seltzers and things like that. So. Um, uh, I don't want to give away the. That's unfortunate. You know, <laughs> Seltzers. <laughs> give away the the farm here, but uh, yeah, um, they might end up just like Zima did. Yeah. Man, I still so. love Zima. You do love your Zima. <laughs> I do. And Zima made a comeback there for a bit. Is it? Ya. Is I it still like around or is it gone again? For a twelve pack of Zima, and my sister and I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Well, $12 for a 12-pack of anything, and I'll enjoy it, yeah, too. No kidding. Great. Yeah. It's $12 for a six-pack anymore. Yeah. I mean, this was a bit ago when it first came back out. Right. But... Yeah. So Zima's making the comeback. Seltzer's sticking around. Um, I see a lot of non-alcohol Yes, I think that's beers, um, maybe making the trend and, and building up that way. So whatever those trends are going to be, um, we'll be sure to talk about them here. On uh, on Brew Talk in um, in the future. Cool. Um, no, I'm. I was just going to say. I think we got a lot to talk about. We do. We do. Um, once again, great to have you in, Wendy. Thanks for having me. Love to have you um, talk about something a little exciting and different than just uh, a bunch of old guys talking beer. <laughs> um, so for Scott, who's on location, I'm Chad. That's Doc. She's Wendy. Have a great night. <laughs>